Hey, friends. Welcome to a Spiced Chaos Micro Tiny Minisode. We're going to keep it short because Leanne and I are both busy, super busy today. <laughs> um, yeah. Every time we tell you guys that it's a miracle that this show gets made, we are not over-exaggerating when we say that. I mean, yeah. at this point in our lives, Caitlin and I have legitimately two hours a day that we are not doing something else. Sounds right. Thank goodness and, for texting. Otherwise we would never talk. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really true. And you know, we sit here and we're like, so when are we going to make the show? And then trying to coordinate with our guests because we have guests for like the next five weeks. Yes. Yes. And Caitlin is back at work and is completely overwhelmed. I am <laughs> in my third week back with students mm-hmm. and just, it's just, life is just completely insane. And so and yes. um, <laughs> not to mention there's all kinds of planner releases that are just like taking all my money. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So, um, and on top of everything else, I have my kids back. Y'all know that I yep. um, had most of August to myself because my ex had me quarantining. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be a drink, a quarantini. Yes. Oh my gosh. I hope somebody makes that post COVID. <laughs> it's not so funny right now, but maybe post COVID. <laughs> yes. What would go into a quarantini? Lots of vodka. Um, yes. So, but anyway, so my ex had me quarantining after I went back into the school building for a few days. So he kept mm-hmm. the kids for a couple of weeks to make sure that I wasn't showing any signs of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of August to myself. I don't know how many of our listeners knew that I was on my own for a lot of the month of August. Well, the kids came back on the 30th and um, I have been trying to figure out how to teach my classes and help them with their classes and it's not easy, I'll tell you. It is It is really not. So if you are in the same boat yeah. where you're trying to work from home and teach your kids and help them with their school, like I – look, I feel you. I, it is it yes. is tough out here. It's hard in yeah, these teacher I, streets. I've, I've never been more thankful that I have a teenager during quarantine. <laughs> like you guys hear me talking all this mess about having a teenager during quarantine. But really the school part is 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 a, a bit of a benefit because she can really like get herself going. If she has a question, I'm like, I don't know, talk to your t- teacher. That's not my deal. Like talk to your teacher. So she's really like pretty independent with her with her school stuff. So that I'm well, feeling pretty good on that in that front. That's what I keep telling Hannah. Hannah keeps coming up to me with this math book. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, like you have got to go back to your Zoom class and ask your teacher, like ask your teacher. And the problem is, is that they're making it too complicated. Yeah. They're having the kids like take a picture of their work and submit it via Canvas. And just like, it's just, it it just, it just all feels. So yeah. I read an article yesterday and it was not a very long article and it's possible that I only read the headline. Um <laughs> Yeah. So the article may have been much longer than I saw, but I got the information that I felt like I needed. Yeah. <laughs> and it said that 57% of parents really just want school canceled until spring. Canceled? Like no school? Um. Yeah, because like nobody wants this hybrid crap. Mm-hmm. These kids that are going two days a week and then they're home three days a week and then they're doing online for two days and online for three. And then some yeah. kids are online and some kids are at home and the teachers are trying to like teach the online kids and teach the kids that are at home and the teachers are doing all this extra stuff. And then there's parents who are doing all the online instead of any, any in person, like the parents are just like throwing up their hands and saying, let's just call it until next year because this is just too much. Like everybody just pause in your development and uh, we will just, 
So if Daniel is in fourth grade and Hannah is in second grade, then let's just cut it off. And in the spring of next year, Daniel will be in fourth grade and Hannah will be in second grade and we'll all be fine. Like, it's not like, it's not the end of the world. Um, And I was like, wow, 57% of parents. Well, they didn't poll me. They didn't ask me. So it can't be all the parents. Yeah, I am. I think I'm not in that boat. But again, like, I guess we're kind of canceling school for Harrison, but he was in preschool. So I don't know if that really counts. But uh, for Delilah, I feel I almost feel like she kind of needs that routine, even if it's not her regular routine, but to have other adults that she can like check in with or, you know, things to do because she I'm telling you, she's out here like counting blades of grass. She's so bored. <laughs> this poor kid. Well, so she, and she needs something else. The issue is, is that and I don't know what all the district are doing. Obviously, I can't know what all of the schools are trying to do. Mm-hmm. But what my district is trying to do is they are trying to emulate a regular school day in a virtual environment. Oh, yeah. See, that's not going to work. Yeah. So we have first block at 8 a.m. And then we have second block at 930. And then we have third block at 12. And then we have fourth block at 130. And the kids are literally in front of their computers all day long. Now, yeah. we're supposed to be doing live teaching for 40 minutes every block. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us are doing our live teaching at the beginning of the block. And then we're like giving the kids an assignment and telling them you can do this off the zoom or on the zoom or whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, I, I don't know like how many liberties I'm really allowed to take with the fact that I'm letting my kids go a lot earlier than the block. But All I know is that what is required of teachers is that we stay in the Zoom room for the entire block in case a kid needs to pop back in and ask us a question. Yeah, that's a lot for teachers. So, you know, and that that's what I'm doing. I am not I do not end my Zoom sessions until the time that it says on the schedule. So if the kids leave, then that's fine. Mm -hmm. And there are times that I'm like, look, you guys have been staring at the computer for 61 minutes. Could y'all please just go and look at something else? Go look at your dog, go pet your cat, go play with your hamster, go outside for a walk, like do something else, you know? So it's just, it's just, it's a really interesting situation, but I'm getting used to it. Like I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. used to the flow. I'm used to the day. It's just, um, it's boring. It is very boring. When I put the kids in like separate rooms to work with groups, it's boring. Yeah. Um, I miss being in my classroom and being able to hear the kids and the hustle and bustle of a, of a brick and mortar classroom. Cause my classroom was always kind of loud and boisterous and there was always mm-hmm. stuff going on and this kid's working on this and this kid's working on that. But I always know what everybody's doing and it's just, uh, I just miss it. I just miss it. It's so quiet, you know? Yeah, it definitely is quieter, which works well for me. But we don't, as a virtual school, we don't necessarily try to emulate a brick and mortar school. So I only teach from nine to 10 every day, like Monday through Thursday. And then Friday, I don't teach at all. And then the rest of the day is a work day for me. Okay. And see, I think that there's, you know, there's something to be said for the fact that your school is a virtual school. So you guys kind of have it figured out, like what's appropriate, Mm -hmm. like what's an appropriate amount of computer time for the kids. Well, and they can do um, collaboration without being in a live class. Like we have discussion board options and all kinds of stuff for them to do. Well, and I'm working on kind of integrating some of that stuff so that they can do that stuff like away from the Zoom room or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just they're all very awkward right now. Like ninth grade, they I, when I put them in their Zoom rooms and everything like their breakout rooms. 
I go in there and check on them and like, they're not talking to each other. They're doing the assignment separately. Well, right um, now they're basically still eighth graders. Like you basically still have eighth graders right now. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's just been, it's just been really interesting. Now, some of them are getting to know each other and they're realizing like, I might as well get to know every single person in this class because she puts us in a random breakout room every day. <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, they, there's some of them that are a little bit more open than others. Mm -hmm. um, but I put my I put my film class in breakout rooms for the first time today, and I visited all the breakout rooms, and all of them were doing the assignment individually in every oh, wow. single breakout room. That's cool. So it was supposed to be a group assignment. Oh, gotcha. Not cool. But uh, <laughs> yes. So one of the rooms was like, no, we're doing it individually, but then we're going to chat about it when we finish. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, I feel like that works. Well, I mean, seriously, I don't care how they, I don't care how they get it done. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, I just feel like that it's more fun to answer comprehension questions if you have a friend or a person to like answer them with and movies are fun to talk about. So I thought that it would be fun to put them in groups so they could chat about the movies. So, you know, it's just some things work and some things don't. But mm -hmm. anyway, so I guess that this podcast episode should be Tales from Teaching. <laughs> Um, right. We have a yeah. lot of teaching stories. That's really not what we meant to talk about today. Um, so we did not give you guys a topic this week because Caitlin has a lot of stuff going on in her planner life, not just in Ew. her personal life. And I want to give her some time to kind of ring her own bell because she's been doing a lot of really cool stuff. So um Start with the most recent one that has just come out. So tell everybody yeah. what you just did, and then we'll talk about that, and then we'll talk about the other thing towards the end. Yeah, so I've been working with the folks over at Paper Planner Essentials, and they are a planner-only magazine. Um, they're also a Black-owned company, which is fantastic, and I love I love that so much. So I got to, um, I guess, be a guest writer for one of their pieces, and they gave me, like, the centerfold. Like, when they told me that was happening, I literally cried tears. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is such an honor. I can't believe this is happening. Um, and then I wrote my article. So they, uh, okay, so backing up a little bit. So the the topic that they gave me was like self-improvement. So their theme for September is self-improvement September. And so I chose to write about body positivity. And I wrote about how I made like a monthly, a monthly um, like to-do type calendar and talked about kind of my journey to really loving my body in all of its forms. So that was really exciting. Um, and it's out right now. If you guys want to check it out, you can I think it's okay. I think it's $8.99 for a digital and a paper copy. And then it's $6.99 if you just want the digital copy and you can check them out on Instagram. Okay. And it's paper planner essentials. essentials. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's like a, an online magazine. Yeah, they have, you can either get the digital copy or you can get the, like a printed paper copy. Oh, so I could get like an actual printed paper copy of it. Yeah, so you can get the digital download and the paper one together for $8.99, or you can get just okay. the digital one for $6.99. Okay, because I really do want like a physical copy of the magazine that's got you in it. Yes, I'm, I have my order in. I'm so excited. I can't wait till that shows up. I've been sharing it with everyone. Uh, my mom was so sweet. She's like, so I guess you're a famous author now. And I'm like, can you just relax a little bit? Well, and the reason why, okay, so you guys... Caitlin's whole article when, and you, I'm so, I'm so 
proud of you because I, I love reading the article. It's such an easy read. Mm-hmm. It is, it is so you, you write so beautifully and I Thank totally you. understood everything that you were trying to say, you mm-hmm. know, like, here's how I utilize my planner for my everyday life. And then you moved into, here's how I use it for some wellness. And here's how I use it to find this journey back to like loving my body. And then you moved mm-hmm. into, uh, I mean, it was just, I don't want to give the whole article away, but it was just so, yeah. <laughs> it, it just was structured in, in a, like a really great way. And I mean, I can tell that you are an English teacher and you, you know, teach journalism and you know how to write. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, that picture of you in the bikini yeah. is just so good. And, Thanks. um, we, yes, we wanted to talk today in this mini-sode about body positivity Yeah, because in the next few months, we are going to have an entire month where we focus on body positivity and we're going to talk to some body positive models from Instagram and that kind of thing. I think that's February. Is that right? Yeah, because that's um, like body love or body positivity month is February, which I love yeah. because it also kind of takes the place of Valentine's Day, which I'm not a big fan of. Like, I don't really do Valentine's Day. So I'm glad oh, to have something had, else to celebrate. We've definitely talked about Valentine's Day on the show. Uh, it's it's yeah. going to be difficult for us to have a second year of our show and not like <laughs> duplicate ourselves. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's fine we, too because we have a new we have new listeners, you know. Yes, because here we are embarking on year two, and you know we're trying to bring in some fresh content. And I just think that this is so exciting that you have this magazine article because it really was so good. And um, I am kind of in the same place that you are and that I have just recently learned to kind of love my body just like I am. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, to not give away too much of the article, I guess. One of the yeah. things that I loved that you said was that we are planners. And when we're planning in our planner, we're focusing on today. We're focusing on the here and now. And we're focusing on our to-do list for today. And we're focusing on this that's today. And so much of our lives, when we're thinking about our bodies, we're looking at like, okay, when I reach this weight, I'll be happy. When I reach mm-hmm. this weight, I'll do this. When I get to this goal weight, I'll wear that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that is so like counterintuitive to our planner lives. Exactly. Well, and for me, like, again, not to give too much away, but I was planning so much for other people. And I was just kind of just trying to distract myself from really taking care of myself. And I was even doing cruel things like holding on to jeans that were two sizes too small, thinking that I was going to be able to fit back into those one day or, you know, planning for when I was going to fit back into those or like weighing myself multiple times a day. And I I don't know, I was just really like knocking myself down. So I think there's a lot of things that we all as women need to do, no matter what size you are, you could be a size zero and have things on your body that you just are like very cruel to yourself about, or you could be a size 24 and like rip yourself to shreds every day. So I think it's just really important for us as women and men, like I know a lot of men who struggle with their body positive journeys as well. And we just got to love our bodies. They're pretty fantastic in all their shapes and forms. Yes. And I think that, you know, one of the controversial topics that surrounds the body positivity movement Mm -hmm. is health. And the thing about health is, and this is what I always hear from people who are not on the plus size end of the spectrum, Mm -hmm. is why are we glorifying obesity? Well, let me just tell you, because I am a size, okay, anywhere from a size 16 to an 18 pants 
and I can ride, I can ride my bike probably 20 miles round trip. I can probably outrun most people. Uh, I'm very physically fit. I eat like all organic, but I just have a bigger body. Right. And I just feel like your health and your lab results and your blood tests and your numbers and all those things, that is between an individual and their doctor. Right. Well, and we're not advocating for like, yay, heart disease, yay, type 2 diabetes. Like, that's not what body positivity is about. Right. And the thing about it is, is that a person can have type 2 diabetes and be really, really thin. Exactly. Or type 1. Yes. Like, there, there are people, there are people who are really, really thin, but eat really, really unhealthily and do not have good lab results when they go see their doctor. So the size of a person's body does not always dictate the health inside. Now, yes, as we get older, there are people who are more prone to certain illnesses because of their weight. That is not up for debate here. No one is Mm -hmm. trying to say that that is not true. Um, And there are certain things about being a heavier woman that I have to say, make me uncomfortable. And it's not because mm-hmm. I feel like I don't like the way I look. It's because I don't feel good all the time. Yeah. And I think that is okay to want to be like healthier. I know there's lots of body positivity folks out here in this community, like talking about like their weight loss and like kind of going back and forth and like health journeys and that kind of thing. And I think being the best version of yourself is always a good thing, but you can't look at somebody's physical body and judge them and like know their personal health. So like for me, I have PCOS and a lot of you may not know what that is, but it's polycystic ovarian syndrome. And one of the things about PCOS is that it makes me hold on to weight longer and in different ways than other people. And so if I, like, if I go off, off the wagon of like my healthy eating or like whatever I'm doing, I will gain 10 pounds. I feel like just by looking at food, like that's just how Mm -hmm. my body operates. And then it will take me probably probably a good like three to four months to lose those 10 pounds, even doing like the same amount of exercise that someone else would do. And so you can't look at somebody's physical body and know all of their like health conditions and all of that kind of thing. You don't know what kind of medications they're taking that may have them retaining water weight and all kinds of things. So that that's really not a good indicator at all. Right. And see, my body journey is, is interesting because I was pretty much a normal weight mm-hmm. until I got pregnant with my son. Yeah. And I, I have, I had, I had bulimia for, mm-hmm. I want to say 13 years mm-hmm. before I got pregnant with Daniel. Yeah. And it was severe at times. And I have been every size. I have been a two all the way up to like a 20. Like I I've been like every single size. Like I have, I've got genes that cover all the whole, the whole gamut. And when I got pregnant with Daniel, I said to myself, you cannot be a pregnant bulimic person. Right. Because that's not good for the baby. Mm-hmm. But the problem was, is that I was able to curb one of the behaviors, but not the other. Right. Okay. So I wasn't making myself purge, but I was still binging because there was still something going on emotionally 
that was causing me to feel like I needed that crutch. Mm -hmm. So it was like, because I was binging, but I wasn't doing the other part of the behavior. I was just putting on weight. You know what I mean? Like the behaviors that I had been using that had been keeping me at a normal weight that were unhealthy. I'm not saying that they were healthy, but at least I wasn't gaining weight when I was, you know, engaging in bulimic behaviors. Um, when I got pregnant with Daniel, I just ate all the time mm-hmm. and I just put on like 90 pounds with Daniel. It was ridiculous. It was, I mean, like it was, it was insane and I didn't even see it happening. I did not, it was just, it happened over the course of nine months yeah. and you know, then he was born and you know, your first thought is, okay, well the baby's born. Now you're going to lose all this weight because you've had the baby. And I did, I didn't lose the weight. Like, well, and that's because- a whole other issue. This pressure for p- perfect postpartum bodies is just ridiculous. Well, and I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not trying to act like I needed to be like Victoria's secret model runway show ready, mm-hmm. you know, within six weeks after having Daniel. But I mean, like I put on so much with him mm-hmm. that you know, it was going to be quite a journey to lose that weight. So I am still carrying, I mean, if you can call what I'm carrying now, baby weight, I mean, like it is, and I did not put on anywhere near that much with Hannah, like with Mm -hmm. Hannah, I didn't gain any weight in the first or second trimester. Like I didn't gain anything until the third trimester with her because I was extremely careful. Now I didn't end up with like gestational diabetes. I didn't have high blood pressure. I didn't have any I didn't have any complications because of my weight with either pregnancy, which people assumed that I would have as like an Mm -hmm. obese pregnant woman. They assumed that I would have had all kinds of complications, but I did not have any issues. Um, I'm relatively healthy as well. Yes. It's like the doctors would come in and just assume that I was going to have all these problems. Um, But I'm a relatively healthy person. I just am carrying all this extra weight because I have fought eating disorders for, you know, 20 something years. And, um, I I am so much better now. And I think it has to do with, this is going to sound really cheesy, but the planner community really has had a lot to do with my recovery. It really Mm -hmm. has. Um, because there is so much in the planner community that is like geared towards wellness and positivity and happiness and, um, loving yourself and you can do it. And you know what I mean? Like it's almost impossible to not be happy when you're a member of our community. Yeah, totally. So, you know, I just, I have learned that I am not going to wait and live my life when I reach a certain weight, I'm going to live my life right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. the most important thing. Like just throw that bikini on your body. Any, any body is a bikini body. You guys know I love to prance around my yard in a bikini and I don't give a crap what size I am. So get yourself a bikini, get yourself the skinny jeans, get yourself a crop top if you feel so inclined, no matter what size you are, no matter, no matter your gender, to be quite honest, like get all these things and just rock it. Yeah, For, for real, because honestly, I was not happy when I was a size two. I was, I thought I was, I mean, seriously, I I was, I was trying to lose weight even when I was a size two. I mean, I've always been unhappy with my body. So it's kind of like my biggest fear when I was really, really thin was being heavy. Like that was my biggest fear was that Mm -hmm. I was going to get fat. And then when it happened to me and I, and, and, you know, and it wasn't so bad, I was like, oh, okay. So I can still live my life and still be a happy person, even though I'm not a size two. Okay. This is, oh, okay. I see. 
Um, well, and I think for me, part of it comes from, and of course this is not to blame anyone, but the adult women in my life as a child, I feel like now that I also as adults, they all really struggle with like their body image and how to love their bodies and are actually, I think, engaging in some pretty unhealthy behaviors, even still as like elderly older women. Um, and I think that was just really passed on to me as a child. And I was almost made to feel, and I don't think this was intentional, that like I would never be worthy or that I would never find a partner, that I would never like really amount to anything if I wasn't thin. Oh, no, I, I'm I'm totally right there with you. Like the women in my life have always been really, really thin. Mm-hmm. And well, and mine, always... mine is the opposite. The women really? in my life have not been thin, but I feel like they carry that pressure to like, we're, we're going to just lose this weight and then we can do this. We are going to like be this like perfect person and then we can do this. And if we're not looking this way, then we're not worthy of these things. Oh, see, the way I was raised was I watched the two most important women in my life, my mother and my grandmother, who were both extremely thin my whole life, diet all the time. And they had mm-hmm. no reason to be on a diet. They were perfect. Yeah, the diet industry you know, is a big old thing. That's a whole other podcast episode, the diet <laughs> You know, I mean, like, I, I feel like that my that my mother, bless her heart, has done every single kind that you can possibly think of because she always felt like that she was overweight and she never has been. She's always been a very, very healthy, beautiful size. And, you know, I don't I don't blame her anymore for my eating disorder because I've been through enough therapy to realize that I need to take responsibility for my own actions. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, how you're raised definitely influences you. And I think that how I felt about people who were heavy was definitely something that was instilled in me from childhood, because mm-hmm. I think that that fear of being heavy was something that, that I got from, from being a kid. You know what I mean? Like that right. fear of, of like people who are overweight are lazy or they're not worthy of this or, you know, and it's even been implied just to, you know, just, just quietly say it has been implied that my weight played a role in the dissolution of my marriage. Oh no, they didn't. So no. And I I don't, you know, I I don't want to say whether or not I think that that is true. Um, it, you know, it's, it's possible. It's, it's very possible that, that that is true. I don't know. Um, but it it's just, it's one of those things that it's like, if, if that was, if that played a role in the ending of my marriage, then I don't need to be in that marriage. Well, and that is not your responsibility. If that played a role in the ending of your marriage, that's a preference that your husband has that is not yours to own. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And you know, so, I, yeah, I that's don't, not your, that's not your stuff. So don't carry it. Well, and on top of everything else, I mean, it's like, come on, when you've been together for a certain amount of time, not, not a, nobody looks all that great. When, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's he was true. perfect either. Right. I mean, um, I will say that, and then maybe this is like a cultural thing that I need to work through, but I feel like men generally are pretty attractive as they get older. Maybe I'm just like visualizing my husband and I'm like, ooh, ah, I'm like, hey. But I mean, like, I am definitely not the same size that I was when we first got married or even when we first got together. And cover earmuffs if you have children, but like, he will still like adult snuggle with me like multiple times <laughs> a week. So yeah, I'm just saying like, 
there you you still have to stay connected and if like you're having an issue I feel like that is something that you need to talk about as a couple and like be be adults about it like if that is something that your husband is it's bothered by then maybe you have a talk about that and maybe you realize that like he's not worthy of your presence anyway well and I I felt like that that relationship was standing in the way of me fully realizing my own body love Yeah, absolutely. Because if you continue to hear somebody say, okay, well, I'll love you when you lose weight, or I'll come back to bed with you when you lose weight, or we'll have adult snuggle time (laughs) when you lose the weight, um, then like, how can you love yourself when you're constantly being fed that, you know, in in a home, especially during quarantine, man, like you're stuck together. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's like, we're stuck together. We're bored we should be having fun. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we should be doing the fun stuff. We should not be. So, you know, and, and I, I don't want to, there were so many other things that went into the ending of, of that relationship. So I don't, sure. I don't want to, I don't want to put it all on that. I'm not, I'm not placing it all into that basket, but you know, especially considering that my son is almost 10 years old. So I've yeah. had this weight on me for almost 10 years mm-hmm. and there wasn't an issue in the beginning so, you know, it's, it's like, I, I don't really want to like put it all there, but I just know that I have been kind of on this journey to love myself. And I, I did, you know, set a goal this summer that I would put a picture of myself on Instagram in a bikini. And girl, you and, did. And I did it, you know, like I did it and I haven't put anything else on Instagram since I was like, okay, well, I guess my Instagram is done now. Like that's the end of Instagram. Like you have reached, you have reached the end of tape one, please turn it over for tape two. Um, (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, So, you know, I just, I, I did it and I felt so good about it and um, you know, and it got lots of positive response and it, it seemed to inspire people and that makes me feel so good. And, um, you know, and you definitely inspired me because you are just all the time putting up a picture of yourself in your bikini on Instagram. You're just like, well, I'm here I am on a bikini queen. again. <laughs> I know any bikini companies out there want to send me some bikinis. I'll put them on Instagram. for you. <laughs> yes. Caitlin will put herself on Instagram in a bathing suit in two seconds. It's like her favorite thing to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so everybody needs to go out and read Caitlin's article. Um, it is Paper Planner Essentials. That is the name of the magazine. And I mm-hmm. found it by just Googling them. Yeah, they're also but on they, Instagram. Yes, they are on Instagram. And I think that they have a link in their bio so that you can get to their website. Um, but she has one other thing that is coming up this month. And I want for her to plug that before we let you guys go. Um, this is definitely going to be a mini, mini so today because we are in the middle of our work day and trying to get this right. done. But yes. um, so what is your, what is the one other little thing that you did? I want to talk about that. Okay. So I, I was on a podcast and it wasn't Spice Chaos. Um, it was, oh my gosh, I always get two of these podcasts confused, but it is the Planner Lifestyle Podcast with Jessica McWilliams. And so what she has going on for like September and maybe into October are, she is having folks who are different Enneagram types come on to her podcast. And so me and one other girl who I won't share because no spoilers, um, we were the Enneagram type twos and we came on and talked about like how that affects our planner life and how that affects our whole lives. And we really like 
dug in. <laughs> I feel like it was like a mini therapy session, but it was so good and it was so much fun. And I can't wait for you guys to hear that. Wow. So Planner Lifestyle Podcast hosted by Jessica McWilliams. She is so nice. And um, we more than likely her. will have, yes, we more than likely will eventually have her on our show. Yes. Um, so just kind of be on the lookout for that. That is definitely coming. But I am so excited to listen to that episode, not because I'm an Enneagram too. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, I think that you could definitely, if you're interested in the Enneagram, listening to, you know, other people's numbers, I think that's very educational for mm-hmm. me to listen to the more I can know about you, the better. And, um, <laughs> great. We're like in a committed long-term relationship here. <laughs> yes. Because you are my, um, my ultimate bay in my life. Okay. So, yes. Yeah, so I, I just, I'm so excited to listen to that and I love that podcast. So if you're not already listening to planner lifestyle podcast, then go ahead and do that because it's a great show. Yeah. And, and follow her on um, Instagram. Like she's had some wild stuff going on in her personal life too. Yeah, she has. And that podcast has been around for a while. Um, she was kind of one mm-hmm. of the first. Yeah, she is and like with the OG planner podcast. Yeah, she's like a trailblazer in the yes. podcast, the planner podcast community. So, um, you know, and when do you know the date that that's going to come out? I don't have a specific date, but as soon as I know that, I will put that up in my stories. So shameless self-promotion. Feel free to follow me on Instagram for more information. Yeah, this this episode is Caitlin rings her bell um, because that's what we wanted for her to do because well, well you've had so much me you, that's so hard for no. me well I know it is but you've had a lot of stuff going on like in the planner community and um, you know me I've been like asleep in the planner community and not doing anything um, I'm still here y'all like I am still like looking at everybody's in- Instagrams and I'm I'm definitely still around. Um, I just, I'm just kind of trolling right now. Not trolling. I'm lurking. Is that <laughs> lurking. the word lurking? Yes. I'm lurking. Don't be lurking in my live stream. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'm lurking around and I'm paying attention and I'm excited for some of the stuff that the Happy Planner has coming out. And we are not going to talk about that in this episode because we don't have any more time to do that. Um, <laughs> but Everybody out there that is listening to the sound of our voices today, love yourself and love your body. And if you are struggling with that, then I don't know, DM us and we'll give you some tips on how to yeah. like. And or read because, that article too. I, I put some tips in that article for like how to start your self-love journey. And like mm-hmm. there's a monthly challenge. I, I, I've considered starting like an actual monthly challenge in the planner community, maybe during February to do some self-love kind of things. Um, but I gave myself a monthly challenge and I talk about that in the article as well. So check that yeah. out if you need to love yourself. Yeah, I love that. I think that's awesome. Um, affirmations work really, really well. Yeah, just tell and, yourself in the mirror, looking yourself in the eyes that you love yourself. Yes, and all you have to do is just stick a quote on your bathroom mirror. Just a quote yes. that really, really motivates you that you're going to see multiple times a day when you're brushing your teeth, when you're washing your face, when you're putting on your makeup. It really does work to like kind of change your brain. Yep. And um, there is a really awesome Instagram called at skill of manifestation that has really, really good affirmations every single day that I love. So if you're looking, yeah, if you're looking for a daily affirmation, every time I have, I have notifications on my phone so that every time they post, I'll get their posts and I'll see it. And Mm -hmm. I get excited every day because every single day their affirmation like lifts me up. 
So that is skill of manifestation. So go and look for them and follow them because they um, do a good job with their affirmations, but affirmations really do help. So, um, Anyway, I hope that everybody has a really wonderful weekend and thank you for listening and thank you for all the anniversary love that we got this yes. week. We got a lot of positivity <laughs> after this last episode. Our Monday episode got a lot of um, attention. We got a lot of people saying happy anniversary. So thank you to everyone who has listened to us for all this long time. We love you. Yes, that was so sweet. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And um Yeah, so everybody have a great weekend, and we will talk to you guys in the next one. Bye, friends. Bye.